Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <clears throat> children of all ages, it is me, Mateo83, aka Matt Salgado, and one of the hosts, another guy's group chat. And yes, I am opening the show because our main cheese, our main guy, the the main uh, the main hefe of the group behind this whole deal, he is currently on the road with another 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 member of this group chat. They're out having a gallivanting across Phoenix at this moment. They may or may not show up. We'll see. Time will tell. But sitting <clears throat> next to me, virtually, the man, the myth, the legend, the man of no social media. He will not be on threads. I'm talking about the one and only Freddy Sosa. The only threads you're going to see me on are the ones stretching on my t-shirt, man. <laughs> but let's, let's say it what it is. They're on a romantic getaway together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the tension's finally been spread enough. And we're not talking about Luis and Luis and Gabe. We're talking about Luis and Joe. That oh. finally, yeah. Yeah, we the uh, this is um, like Kim and Kanye all over again. Kim and Kanye. <laughs> Kim uh, Ye. It's whatever. Beautiful, but it's a train wreck waiting to happen. It, it's beautiful, but also very disgusting to think of at the exact same time. <laughs> um, you know, it smells like hot dog water. <laughs> it is phoenix so i mean you're sweating a lot i don't know it's, it has to be like 110 there right now it's in the middle or the beginning of july here but yeah man so yeah it's just me and freddie at the moment we'll see if anybody decides to pop in or not but uh freddie how are you doing you weren't on the show last week you were a little busy but how was how was your past week how was your fourth of july you know what for i uh I didn't really do much on Sunday, but I uh, I went to the fireworks show and the drone show that the uh, Church on the Move put on here. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I was like a little kid. <laughs> I parked at behind the Elks. I went and got me a ten piece blackened chicken strip from Popeyes and three joints. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went and parked, and I was like a little kid. Just li- like, and I was listening to the church music that they had going on, and all that stuff. And it wasn't so much church music, some of it, but it progressed. It was like into pat- like, yeah, patriotic church yeah. type music, right? Yeah, yeah, and it progressed into that. But I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there in my car, just eating chicken strips, big old smile on my face. I mean, I felt like I was 12 years old. So, I mean, for my fourth, that's what I ended up doing, or that, for Sunday, that's what I ended up doing, <coughs> and having a really good time. And then for the fourth on a Tuesday, middle of the week, yeah, almost. That was actually that was actually fun. I I I uh I planned on not doing anything, so I woke up that day late, ten thirty eleven. I mean, I never sleep in. Went and got a shower. Went to Caliban and ordered me a steak. Sat there and ate it by myself. Ooh, yeah. And, and then went and watched uh, Transformers <coughs> by myself. Oh, nice. What'd you think of Transformers? The new Transformers. It was pretty good. Did you stay? I don't know if it's at the very end, but did you stay for the? Did you were you there for the reveal of the the potential? And the movie's been out for a while, so you know, no spoiler alert needed. But um, GI Joe, yeah, the GI Joe reference, yeah, yeah. That, that the the GI Joe reference I seen, which I mean, in comic books, was that ever a thing? Oh yeah, that happened plenty of times. You've had you've had yeah GI Joe and Transformers fight side by side for quite a while. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of comic books is anybody can, you know, 
two different worlds can meet at any time. One of the I, just, I hope they don't get rid of the like the beastum beastimals or whatever. Beast or, yeah. Yeah. I hope that's a continuing <clears throat> I hope so too. It, it it's it's sort of cool. it's sort of like a like a soft reboot with, you know, some of the same characters. So they're kind of going back and redoing it, which I, I, I love the Bumblebee movie when it came out, the, fir- the the first prequel. And so this one's kind of like in the middle as well. It's like based in the, in the 90s. So and I um, like that Pete Davidson did the voice of that one robot. I forget the, the name. Yeah. One of the Autobots. Whatever, Cypher or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But Pete Davidson did that voice, which was pretty good. Said he stole the show. Yeah, so... But uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. And then um, ours was ours was um, loud. I feel like uh, the city <clears throat> was sold warheads <laughs> for yeah, uh, was, some of the. Like, it was like a war going on, dude. It was nuts. I swear, like there were so many, like the artillery shell firework types that that they sell. Like shook the house multiple times, like just rattling my walls. And I mean, yeah, we've we've heard loud fireworks before, but these ones were just absurd. I don't know if it's just because there was it felt closer to vicinity, and maybe the people that were popping them, they're newer neighbors of ours, and maybe it's just because nobody have ever thought to buy fireworks like that, you know. But yeah, they just they they went on to like one one thirty on our block and it was just absurd and then I finally fell asleep and then I was I was woken up by a siren and lights at three o'clock because <laughs> uh, there was a fire truck and an ambulance parked in front of my house so I don't know which neighbors they were attending to but they had to help somebody but uh so the fifth was a very entertaining uh eve- or the fourth in the in early morning fifth was very entertaining especially when you have to be at work the next day you know after um well, after that like that but I'm- I'll tell you one thing. Like, uh, I uh, and I'm, I don't even know if you've heard this, but there was a gentleman that we went to the school with a couple years older than us that passed away on the fourth, and it's it's very it was very like I, I own guns and I'll go out and shoot when it's safe, right? But yeah, people shouldn't be handling that stuff when they're like when at that type of event and mm-hmm. I was real disappointed with hearing the amount of gunshots and like and it wasn't even New Year's like I've never heard the amount of gunshots I've heard in this area on the mm-hmm. 4th of July where you can tell that they were gunshots and not uh not fireworks yeah fireworks yeah so. yeah <clears throat> I think people use that as an excuse plenty of times like oh it's 4th of July I'm gonna get away with this you know and um yeah, it's just I'm all for it. Like I'm all for you know safely owning and 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 being responsible and going to a gun range and or going out to a field and shooting. You know, like we've all done that. We've all taken part in that. We've all been pretty careful. And yeah, I just you know, thankfully all of us are smart enough not to be blasted off in the you know middle of town straight into the air, and not thinking it's gonna fall back down. So um, yeah, it's just you know I don't know. I feel like the 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 common sense of people is just getting worse and worse. Like there's just like a lot less of it, you know, as time progresses. Um, and I just decide to act like, you know, just idiots really. But yeah, so yeah, fourth was very interesting and we had a good time. I mean, and you mentioned the, the drone show and the fireworks show, which was also part of not only for the July, but part of the UFO festival. I wish um, I would have seen the UFO festival part. 
I I hear that the Church on the Move show was a lot better. It looked a lot better, and um, so I hear that that one was far better than the than the one put on by the actual festival. But yeah, so it just in. Did you walk around town at all, checking it out? Yeah, I went up and down Maine a couple times, and nice. uh, on uh, Saturday night before the drone show. Oh, look, we got the we got the we got somebody. Place. Yep. Like we got Luis and his hot date, Joe Luna. Looks like they're drinking a couple of uh, stouts at a brewery. Having a real romantic time. Oh yeah, they are. And I'm fine. I'm glad you guys were finally able to do this. They're on. They're on mute. So I think I, I'm pretty certain it's pretty loud there. He just wants to pop in here what we're talking about. <clears throat> so yeah, we're just and, and to clarify, Luis, when you go back and listen to the show, we're talking about the Fourth of July. Talking about the the good times, the bad times, and the and the idiots that we live among. He peaced out. Oh, Freddie, yo. yo, what do you think about what do you think about wrestling? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's 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 stuff. Uh, we were talking a little bit before, and Matt just asked me if I've been paying attention. I've been paying quite a bit of attention to WWE, not so much with AEW, and I mean, and I. I I never realized how much I missed sports entertainment until AEW came along. Yeah. Because there's no real storylines with what AEW has going on. It's just pure wrestling, which I love, right? But it's uh, you're, you're missing a lot of good stuff. One of the things I've uh, enjoyed in WWE has been the has been Gunther. I mean... Oh, yeah. I, I think he is probably the most aggressive <clears throat> guy... To come out of NXT, it—I mean, ever. I mean, there, there's—I mean, since Bray Wyatt, like that's the, probably the most impressive person that just what they've done so far. Yeah. And if they if they don't let him break the honky tonks record, I'm gonna be pissed off. <laughs> I think that's what they're going for. I think I think what they're going for is to have some like less gimmicky wrestlers hold records, you know, so that they look more, you know, legitimate in a way. Yeah, if he breaks the honky talk record, it'd be kind of sad. But at the same time, like I said, someone like Gunther, who used to go by Walter in NXT and in the Indies, is is a lot of fun to watch. Just because he's such a different type of performer, wrestler, build. You know, when he first started, he wasn't as lean as he is oh, now, and he's um, a big dude. he was a big guy. And <clears throat> back when, before, I want to say before my daughter, I had. I was watching a lot of wrestling. This is back when we were doing the Smart Marks uh, podcast. And I would literally watch WWE, Impact Wrestling, New Japan online, Ring of Honor online, and, of course, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. I was cramming every single show I watched. Anything I watched on TV or whatever was wrestling-related. The only time I didn't watch anything like that was... If it was a movie. And this is before Disney+. Plus, So, you know, this is before we had all the additional Marvel and Star Wars series that now takes up all that time. But, um, yeah, so <clears throat> back then when I had a lot more time, I would watch these guys. I watched someone like Gunther. And just this massive dude on the indies just wrecking through people and, you know, showing up in, in promotions like, PWG in, in Southern California, you know, like putting on these like cool matches and, 
Yeah, he's he's cool. He's a nice throwback to like the old grappler, 1960s, 70s wrestler, Bruno Sammartino kind of guy, you know, like, you know, old school wrestler. And I love the, I love the foreign gimmick, you know, I think he's, what well, he's built from Wales, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I dig it a lot. One of my favorite wrestlers to watch has been for a long time. I have a couple is uh, Finn Balor. He's he's always been exciting to watch for me. He's always been a fun wrestler, and of course Seth Rollins, you know. So it's been cool to like track these guys that have been watched, you know, when they were in NXT, and like being able to track them now. And all their main inventors. Did you watch Money in the Bank at all this past Saturday? Uh, no, but I caught no. some of the highlights. Yeah, but... really great. Yeah, really great um, live event. Did you? Uh... What was your opinion on the the actual Money in the Bank match? Did the person you were hoping win win? No, I was really hoping for a LA Knight. Yeah, yeah hey. that guy's that guy's great. He's 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 the he's one of those wrestlers that um they always say like you don't need the title or you don't need like like the the Money in the Bank is sort of like a title like it's a title on the way to getting a title, and he doesn't he's already you know the term is over he's already over as it is he doesn't need the Money in the Bank. I think they they use it a lot to help get somebody over somebody like you know the the winner that we had this year, which was Damian Priest, who which I like, uh, who's he's really cool. I, I I prefer his original name, which was Pun- Punishment Martinez. But uh, I know that. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, back in his indie days on Ring of Honor, his name was Punishment Martinez. And he really was also cool. a big guy, right? Yeah, he's a, yeah. I mean, he's a, like I think he's like six seven. He's a big dude. Um, he was also a lot heavier before he came. Yeah, he was a little bit heavy. He's he's leaned out, and he's definitely more muscular on his frame. But uh, those guys are a lot of fun. And lately, I like that. You know, we kind of have a nice choice because for a while we didn't. We had like main WWE, and we kind of had you know you watch Impact if you really wanted to watch something else, but it wasn't good all the time. You know, debatable. You don't watch a lot of AEW, but you know the the well, the I weeks have. tend to flip flop. You know, like yeah, they tend to flip flop. You know, like when WWE is in a bit of a lull, AEW is running pretty good. You know, and, and vice versa when AEW is kind of you know dropping off, it seems like WWE is hitting their high points on the stories. So it's been nice to kind of being able to. I don't remember being able to do this in quite a while since like maybe like twenty years ago when we were in high school. Yeah. Like being able to go from like WWF to WCW and like going back and forth and like okay, well this show's better this week and this show's you know this show's better. It's just, it's just a lot of fun and it's cool to have a lot of choices again to MJF be able to watch. Is the you know, I like to watch. Uh, MJF is such a good bad guy, such a good heel. And uh, it's cool that he's, you know, he's finally the champ. And he's been champ for a couple months now. But um, I'm glad that they're letting him have a lot of fun with that belt. And uh, I watched the week before Money in the Bank, I watched the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which um, was was really good, which was cool. Like, it's it's such a great concept to be able to say, like, this company is going to go against this company. You know, like, AEW versus New Japan. That is that is cool. And I got to say, the, the Will Ospreay-Kenny Omega match in that pay-per-view... If you if you haven't been able to watch highlights of that match and you're a wrestling fan, go back and watch that match because match of the I, year I like, easily. I watched when they when they fought for the trios when they were fighting in the trios. Uh, mm-hmm. What's a uh, Offspray's uh, faction name? Oh crap, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, that was a really good one. My favorite trios is uh, uh, what does it call? Um, Death Triangle. And I don't think they're I don't yeah, think they're get together anymore, but um Oh man they're the triangle, yeah. Pentagon's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah. And Eddie Kingston. I like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Kingston's cool. 
What is Ospreys? Yeah, I can't remember. United Empire. That's what their United stable Empire. is. That's what their group is. But yeah, it's just been it's been really fun. It's been really fun to be able to like you know have these options, and it seems like we have like a new generation of like writers, you know, kind of like in the helm behind the books, you know, like writing these stories and giving the wrestlers more freedom for a while. I think, you know, WWE, the reason why people got tired, it was because it got stale, you know, they were playing it safe. They didn't want to, they didn't have to, they didn't have to take risks, you know, they didn't have to, they were okay, you know, showing up, putting on an okay product and then, you know, letting people wait till the pay-per-view for, you know, for good matches. But now it's been, it's been a lot of fun being able to see, you know, these upgrades, you know, because you have these companies pushing each other to put out better products. I've been, I've I've been impressed with who what the the and I probably just the real reason why I've watched so much WWE because I've, I've considered myself to like way more of the wrestlers in AEW, mm-hmm. but like I think Dominic Mysterio is probably one of the greatest storylines in, in like so he's good. So I don't know if I've ever seen anyone that good like that over as a heel. Mm-hmm. This dude gets booed the second he picks up a mic until he puts one down. Yeah, You can't, it, can't even get a amazing. word out. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you can't even like get a word that, out. It's great. Seeing, seeing, seeing them push someone like Dominic Mysterio, seeing them push uh, the, the, what's the tag team that just got kicked out of NXT? Diamond Mind? Yeah, Diamond Mind, yeah. If those guys don't debut beating Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I'd be I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I loved I, I love Diamond Mine. Yeah, I love the culmination of the Bloodline story, the Roman Reigns and the Usos, and I mean, and the Usos just being like a top tag team for really a long time. Like it's like you think about the longevity of their careers, and they've been the top tag team. You can say like, you know, anybody can argue like the Young Bucks or any other team that's been together just as long as they have, but the Usos have been legit the best tag team in wrestling for a decade plus, you know? Like you've had all these other teams show up and leave, but it's always been the Usos. And, and I love transformed themselves. Mhm. And yeah, the progression of their characters, you know, like through all these times like Getting out of getting out of the you know the bright color gimmick that they were wearing with the face paint you know you know, and then transitioning to when they were when they got to be bad guys and like doing before it was in the bloodline they had the USO penitentiary which was already pretty cool you know to which go is what with they're bringing back now kind of mm-hmm. which is cool. yeah and then and then I love the aspect of the bloodline you know because it was always kind of like like it, it was sort of like. When you get the video game, and you, you probably didn't ever did this because you didn't play a lot of games, but like get in the video game, like you know the PS4 or whatever, you got to make your own groups. You know, you get to create your own stable, and like the the fun thing for me was always I used to call it the Samoan Death Squad, and it was Roman Reigns and the Usos, you know, and like and try to get somebody else in, or you bring in like a. Tomatonga or the Gorillas of Destiny from the Indies, you know, like having, you know, this this uh, cool group, you know, like these, you know, these Pacific Islander, you know, wrestlers who have such a rich history in professional wrestling, you know, like going all the way back to like, you know, the Peter Maivia and then, you know, Yokozuna, who everybody thought was a Japanese wrestler, but it turns out he was actually a Samoan the whole time, you know, like, 
you know, just finding stuff out like that and like realizing, oh, the rocks part of this dynasty, you know, and they're all like part of this, you know, great family group of wrestlers, you know, and even, even I think who was her Nia Jax was even part of that family. And now even the rocks daughter, she's in NXT as Ava rain, I think is her name. So it's just, it's just cool to see like that family and like how they've run the business. All these, all these generations, you know, has always been a, did you watch young rock? I watched a couple episodes and I really liked it a lot. But like I said, you know, it was one of those times like those shows that just, you know, I don't have a lot of time for shows. So it was one of those ones that kind of got pushed to the wayside, you know, but the ones it's, I did watch were show, good. It's a show you would greatly appreciate because it's a whole lot of the story of that kind of Samoan dynasty in mm-hmm. that show. <clears throat> now, here's a, here's a question because I'm glad you bring up the bloodline and all this stuff. I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to do a very NWO wolf pack kind of thing with what's going on with the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think they, them bringing in some of their family that's on the Indies, you said Tomatonga and, uh, yeah. And I don't think they have any actual blood relation to them, but, um, like, but just like having that aspect of, you know, like this, well, this I know bloodline the have another brother. Yeah. Well, they had, well, Solo is actually their brother. Oh, I know that, but there's another yeah, one. another brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be cool to see, like, like you said, this split, you know, like this tribal chief, you know, civil war, which I dig well, a lot. Like, should, it. I just hope they bring so many of them in because you have a mm-hmm. what's the dude in AW the seven footer? Oh shoot, um, Some, he's a small guy, Bullet Club. <sighs> I can't remember his name, but I know who you're I, talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that guy, he's part of that. Part of that, yeah. Lineage. I mean, there's so many people that they could bring back in. And I'm kind of hoping how they talk about uh, how in Roman talked about how you need to get your own wise man. Mm -hmm. This is how they bring Rikishi into the mix. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which will be, Mm -hmm. and then that's how they get Solo into their, on their side. And then Roman has to build his own. And and so, so instead of the bloodline, then it's like the Roman Empire kind of thing, mm-hmm. where he's bring back the Roman Empire, but just in a different uh, in heel status, heel yeah. heel form. I love the run that he's gone on, like you know coming back and you know when he when he he originally had left because he was uh, immune compromised at the beginning of COVID because he's a cancer survivor, um, which well, I think is still a crazy story when you think about. It. And, you know, he was just being really just, you know, protective of his own health because he didn't want to chance anything because he has kids. And and so, but then coming back the way that he did, you know, like he, he forfeited the title, you know, left. And then, or I think he was going to go for the title, but left. And then uh, c- comes back out of nowhere, you know, during one of the premium events. And he's just, you know, Roman in, in track pants, black shirt, you know, and you don't, you don't really know why he's coming back and then that reveal i remember like watching it and then like they pull the camera keeps pulling back and it's paul Heyman sitting next to him who's been like this constant foil in his life in the story of roman versus brock you know like that was cool to be like oh wow you know if you can't beat him join him he pulled he pulled Heyman, and then he became the wise man and then the the whole tribal chief and then we had that struggle too like with the usos and roman because Jimmy was injured, so Jay was running solo, and um, 
he was challenging Roman for the title after Roman had won the title, which was really cool to see. Which, you know, Roman ran. I mean, the Thunderdome era, that was his era. And I'm glad it didn't, his run didn't end when they brought audiences back. Like, it just kept going. And now he's been champ for almost three years, which has been, like, unheard of. And, you know, when we were in high school and we were watching WWF Raw or WCW Nitro, like, there was a title change maybe once every two weeks. You know, somebody was a new world champ, and it was so hard. And I think with the with the exceptions of maybe, like, CM Punk and John Cena and WWE, you know, they had, like, year-long title runs at some point. But, but like, to do what he's done for three-plus years and not be stale and still be a lot of fun to watch. And you're like, I want to see what's going to happen. Like, I want to see what's going to happen on SmackDown tomorrow night. You know, the trial of Roman Reigns, you know, on on Friday, which is cool. So, yeah, wrestling's been a lot of fun. And I think it's what's really cool, too, is that it is so much more accepted now, like, as legitimate entertainment. You know, to be a wrestling fan, you know, back when we were kids, you know, or we were younger and teens, it's just like, okay, you like wrestling because you're a teenager. It's fun for you to watch. You see people get hit with chairs, you know, whatever. And then as an adult, there were people kind of like judge you a little bit because you like to watch wrestling, you know? And it was always funny, like when I would run the Smart Mark show and people were like, oh, what's your show about? I'm like, oh, it's about wrestling. And they're like, really? That's very interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's legitimate entertainment for me, you know? And then all these other people kind of just circle back in their lives and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I do like watching wrestling. It is a legitimate form of entertainment. And now it's just – it may not be as popular as it was during the Attitude Era or the, those kind of – like as far as like numbers-wise, you know, but I don't think anything is anymore. But it is like more accepted in pop culture and, you know, you can like throw a name out like Becky Lynch or Seth Rollins and people will know who you're talking about, which is pretty cool. I – I I think it's almost getting that popular again though, and and mm-hmm. I think I think what they've done with like what? Roman Reigns and being a champion for so long, from a business business perspective, like they've created attractions again mm-hmm. in, uh, in, well, in WWE. And, and look who they've brought in too. Like they've brought in celebrities like Bad Bunny, who is a Grammy winning artist, most streamed I think of all time on Spotify. And the dude is wrestling matches for them. And they're not crappy matches. They're actually fun. And, like, go back. And I think it's on YouTube. But you go back and you watch his his entrance in his port, in Puerto Rico. Like, him walking out to the ring. And the crowd is, like, singing his song because he's Puerto Rico's boy. You know, like, yeah. they're singing every bit of the song. And I was just like, man, I'm not even the biggest fan of Bad Bunny. But, like, seeing him come out and, like, do that and have, like, you know, that reaction, like, that was awesome. That was cool. I'm like, you know what? I'm a fan of Bad Bunny now. Like, and, you know, it was, it was like, getting there, you know, like, <laughs> it's just cool. Well, and, how impressive is, and, like, the Bad Bunnies, the Logan Pauls, and the Pat McAfee's? Like, what, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, like, and what they amazing. can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what they can do, and they're in Pat McAfee and, and, and Logan Paul. I think uh, the the one that I, I wasn't surprised with was I wasn't surprised at Pat McAfee. Like I I knew he'd be good in the ring. You know, he just that carried over. He was a natural. I mean, he was that athlete. He was a punter in the NFL, but he was a different breed of punter. You know, yeah. He was this big guy. He was built like a defensive player, but he was he was a punt kick. He was a kicker. The one that I was surprised with, and I didn't think would translate over with until that first match I saw him. It was Logan Paul. He yeah. really surprised me with his athletic ability and, and being able to do some of the things that he does and, and, and his continuing learning. And yeah, I personally do not like the guy, you know, 
but I got to respect his athletic ability and, and, you know, the things that him and even his brother have done, you know, legitimate or not, you know, they've, they've made a lot of money from putting their bodies on the line and, you know, and, and you gotta, you gotta tip, you gotta tip your hat to them on that one because, you know, he doesn't have to wrestle, you know, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to hop in for a match or two, you know, which is, you know, WWE offered him money is like, and this is probably something he approached him to do because, you know, the, you know, the, the man, you know, has a lot of, you know, um, not only doubters, but just people who hate him and hate everything that he does. And for them to say, okay, we're going to let you do this. And, you know, let's see how it goes, you know, and people like watching them wrestle. I like the fact that someone like Ricochet is asking to work with him. Oh yeah. Like that's a, that's a big Testament. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I think that's what they're building up right now is for a little bit of a Ricochet. Yeah, I, I, I think the idea is Ricochet, Logan Paul at, at SummerSlam. Yeah. And who can do the best 630? Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, those guys can fly. Those guys can fly. fly. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Their spot at a WrestleMania or no, some, their spot at SummerSlam. They had, a, they, had a, they had a good spot. They had one at the Royal Rumble. No, it was WrestleMania. I think it was WrestleMania. They had one where they collided midair. That was nuts. Yeah, yeah that one was insane. Crazy. And then, um, and then even like the little interactions that they had, you know, at, at Money in the Bank, and you know the the one that they had that like gets shown a lot is is actually a, a botch. It's, they messed it up, but they still pulled it off, you know. And it was it's still you know the ability to save something and still to make it look good is pretty awesome, Crazy. pretty good. Yeah. And for him to only have. Four matches? I think four matches total under the belt. You know, one with, you know, who he had a, uh, I forget his first one, but he was like him and him and the Miz defeated. They, uh, I forget who they defeated. Uh, it was uh, another husband and wife or husband, no, not husband and wife, but uh, I forget who they beat, but they, yeah. they won the match. And then Miz turned on Logan and then Logan, it was Logan and Seth. And then he's had these multi-man matches, you know, since yeah. then. Yeah, but then uh, he, but then he fought Roman too for the. Oh yeah, he had a match against Roman for the title, which was great. It was a good match. Yeah. So it's been cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun being able to you know have fun watching wrestling and not feel embarrassed. And now you can go to a sports restaurant and they'll have it on TV for you, which is cool. Yeah, real cool. Which is something I always wanted, you know, back when I was going to sports bars and like hanging out and, you know, yeah, you have TV, you have football and baseball the majority of the time, but, you know, it's almost like an act of an act of God to get them to change it to, you know, raw or something. <laughs> Sometimes on Saturday, at, when uh, um, we're at work and it's slow, I'll, I'll hook, put the YouTube TV on the TV in my office mm-hmm. and I'll watch SmackDown from. Oh, nice, before. yeah. And. Uh, then I'll see like half the guys come in there and they're all watching start watching this. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, I feel stupid for watching this. I was like, I do it all the time. Bro. Yeah, man. I watch it in my free time. When you feel full yeah. dumb for watching and enjoying yourself, it's just like you get over the idea of like judging people based on like the sort of entertainment that they liked or the music that they yeah. like to listen to. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, I used to do it. I mean, I used to make fun of people for, you know, watching certain things and it's just like, well, why do you do that? If that's something that makes them happy, you know, why am I going to make them feel bad for enjoying something that they like? You know, there was a lot of things I didn't enjoy because I'd even give it a chance, you know, and, you know, like some of those things are like, you know, I think I think of now like of Pokemon, like, you know, card collecting and things like that, where I used to think it was kind of silly. But now I'm like, 
<clears throat> I'm all into it. I'll sit down and watch, you know, a two-hour Twitch stream while I'm working on stuff of people opening cards, looking for a specific card, and you know, it's 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 a form of entertainment for those people. So it's yeah, it's cool. It's it's nice to be able to. It's I it's more people. more free to enjoy what we want to enjoy now these days. I tell people that I collect comics and uh, and like uh, NFL trading cards and stuff, mm-hmm. and they, half of them look at me like I'm weird, but. Like that stuff has become so popular again mm-hmm. that yeah, it's, to me that's yeah, just black. It was it was cool, you know, when um one of the um, one of the good things that come out of being locked down was like the collection, the collection idea became cool again. You know, like getting cool like figures or cards or you know going out there and looking for you know certain comic runs and things like that was was, was pretty fun so i got into old uh, old metal lunch boxes too nice so yeah I, got, I used to be an avid card collector when i was a kid my big thing was basketball cards and i would collect primarily like it was uh fleer and tops were my favorite you know my brands that i would always buy and now I don't even think Topps does basketball cards. I think they, they I know they do uh, AEW cards and they do, I think they do baseball and football, but I don't know who does basketball and basketball cards are the one ones I want to start collecting again because I've, the last couple of years have been like, you know, I've been getting way more back into the NBA. So I, I definitely want to get more back into collecting those cards and, you know, seeing what we can come across. You um, can get in this group on a, uh, on Facebook called uh, Grand Slam After Hours, uh-huh. and uh, they do. All, that's where you. That's where I got into the the NFL and basketball trading cards because they do. You can buy and sell them through that group on Facebook, and uh, they do these live auctions live on. Facebook oh, cool! Where they and they'll open yeah. packs and they do all that stuff. But it's a, it's cool to see, and then. You end up like talking to people from all over, like because you're doing business transactions mm-hmm. and really trusting people. And I mean, really, <laughs> hold up their end of the deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's cool the type of people that you see even get into that type mm-hmm. of stuff. It, it could be a very shady business, but it's like not. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And um, I was in. One of the podcasts I used to listen to was the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast with uh, Matt Cardona and uh, Brian Myers, and that was really cool because they had, when you part of the show, if you were to subscribe to their Patreon, they put you in an exclusive Facebook group, and people within those groups would do like giveaways for each other or like you know they'd go on live and like do the same thing. They they have lives and they would sell stuff or give stuff away, and so uh, yeah, it was always cool to be part of that. You know, even if you like pay an extra five dollars a month, you know, which was cool to. You know, help these guys get more more money, but it was it was cool, yeah. And you built a community. I'm friends with people still, you know, on my on all my social media because of that. I buy the boxes like at Target and stuff. When I mm-hmm. if I see the basketball cards or football cards, I'll buy them, and then I'll uh, open them up. And if I if there's anything good, I'll keep them. And the rest, I would when I was on Facebook, I'd get in that group. I was like, hey, if any of uh, your kids are just collecting, drop me your address and I'll send you. Mm-hmm. And I'd send them. I'd send like 400 base cards oh, that's to, awesome. the, to these kids and they'd be so stoked. But I was only after certain. Yeah. You're after a certain card. Yeah. You're trying to get your set done yeah. and all the other ones are, you know, just kind of, you know, duplicates and you're like, okay, I don't need this card. It's not gonna. Yeah. 
and then so we'd sit I'd send t- and then it, it ends up being a big thing and so I'm not any of those groups now and so I tell yeah. the guys that I got a couple of those guys at work and I was like hey when you when you do it when you go to send a ki- uh, some a bunch to some kids I got a bunch at the house and so yeah I'm st- I'm still buying the boxes at, like, nah, that's cool yeah or, it's it's fun yeah that was one of my favorite things was like I'd print out when I was doing Pokemon with my son we would I would print out the entire inventory of cards within that set, you know, and like go through and, you know, 10 packs, 10 pack, 10 cards a pack, you know, and we'd buy like, you know, 10 packs at a time and go through them. And then I would just spend hours like organizing them based on the card number and then like checking off that list and seeing who I had. And yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was something that definitely took up the time and was a lot of fun to do and still is a lot of fun to do collecting uh Paldea evolved right now, which is a new, the new set of Pokemon so um, I don't do it anymore live on Instagram, but that was that was kind of like a fun thing to be more involved, you know, and like get people. And I met people on Instagram because they started watching my Pokemon streams just like randomly. Like I popped up on their feed and they started watching it and it turned out they were here in Roswell. And now I'm friends with that person. So it's cool. Like we always go back and forth like, hey, have you got this card? Have you got pull this one? You know, you know, and uh, it's really cool. And the guy that turned out to be a friend of my cousin. Which was which was funny to find. I'm like, hey, how do you know this person? He's like, oh, I, I was like, oh, that's my cousin. <laughs> that's my that's my cousin's son. So it's just funny that you know, nerds nerds all kind of tend to flock together, tend to know each other. But uh, yeah, it's cool. One of the things I liked about that group is almost all those guys that were in this card collecting were wrestling fans too. Mm-hmm. Because my very first card I bought when I started getting into collecting was a. Uh, Ric Flair Immaculate Pearl card. Nice. And so they're worth like a hundred bucks or something, but it's just a Ric Flair card, not even an autograph <laughs> with a pearl in it. And uh, I still have that card to this day. And my, my favorite cards that I still own are like autograph Ric Flair stuff. Like nice. I, I have a whole bunch of like autograph Ric Flair stuff just because that was my favorite wrestling <laughs> growing up. And uh, it's funny because I get into the sports card, but I still gravitate towards the wrestling side of it yeah and, uh, <clears throat> i got lots of I, I say lots of i got lots of rick flair stuff i got i think a, a mick foley autograph oh nice uh, who else i got a hulk hogan one too oh that's that's cool yeah yeah so i got a, i got a couple of good ones yeah jeremy my friend just, our friend jeremy cool he has the autograph mr Sacco from mankind from mick foley yeah you have that yeah right? No, Jeremy does. Jeremy does, yeah. I, yeah, that's yeah. right. I've seen that at his house. No, the the one I have, I have a an 8x10 of Maria Canilla signed. And then I have that, and I have Mike Bennett, her husband, or Mike Canellis, or whatever they go by, which was cool because at the time they were in a group called The Kingdom with Adam Cole. And I always thought it was funny because when I met Adam Cole, I'm not that tall of a guy. I was eye to eye with Adam Cole. It, yeah, yeah. And so it's just cool to see, you know, this guy. And then I remember one time in NXT, they built him at like at six foot. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy is not six foot. I, saw, I was looking at him eye to eye at an indie show in Amarillo, Texas. And, uh, you know, really nice guy. It was really cool. Really cool to meet him. But, um, yeah, so those are like, I don't have a lot of autograph stuff, but um, I have a lot of like just, you know, just coll- stuff collected and, and whatnot that I really don't know what to do with this sometimes. But um, do, you, do you know one of the things just... I got that's really cool is uh, do you know Eddie Macias? He's an artist here in town. Yeah. All right. Well, he did a, 
an alien painting of Lita. Mm -hmm. oh, and then Lita oh, I remember in. this. Yes. Lita, Lita came into Roswell and he mm -hmm. tracked her down and got her to autograph yeah. this painting that he did. Well, I bought that painting from him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so I remember I, her being at the UFO Museum. Yeah. Finding so out she was in Roswell. I forgot what I was doing. I was, I think, at work or doing something. I couldn't get away, and I was so upset because knowing that, you know, and there's, and, and there was times when I kind of like would watch when knowing like when there was a show in Albuquerque or something, you knew somebody was going to be stopping Rosal. One of them was going to be passing through. Like, you know, I'm going to get in and, and check out Rosal. And this is before COVID because I don't even know if WWE has gone to Albuquerque in the last couple of years. But when they would go to Albuquerque, Rosal was always kind of a pit stop for some of them just to check out. So it was always kind of cool. I think Braun Strowman was at one of the gyms here. I think he was at a lead or one, you know, it's, it's just it really random where they tend to pop up at. But you kind of always said, go like always check the Starbucks, always check the gyms. That's where they're always going to be at. You know, of course, you know, the pit stops like the UFO Museum. But uh, I've only I've, I've never met anybody like I've never ran into anybody really famous here. The only kind of person that I I knew from online was an alternative model. And she went by the name of Radio on Suicide Girls. And I ran into her at Big D's Downtown Dive. We still have Big D's Downtown Dive. And I was kind of just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but they were like on a cross track on their motorcycles, like going across the country. And of course, Roswell was like that, that pit Shawn stop. Michaels, you know? Shawn Michaels was a win to Big D's. Shawn Michaels was in town. He was one of those people who was passed through Roswell and... Yeah, I think he was like at a one of the stores on Second Street or the shop. I don't know. Yeah, it's just and very interesting. Vinny from Vinny and um, Dina from Jersey Shore, they were in Roswell. Oh wow! The chick from American Pie, the Gabe met her, seen her at Cattlebird. Which one? She was in American Pie. She was the the lesbian chick with blonde hair. She's also on that Netflix show. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. I can't, I can't. Natasha Leone. Yeah, her. Yeah, she was Gabe. Gabe ran across her at Cattleburn. How funny! Tom that Green is funny. was here. I remember Tom Green. Tom Green was here in high school, and we all tried to track him down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's one of my favorite wrestling pieces, though. Is that one where Lita yeah. saved that that thing? I ran into um into the news anchor that he worked with during that segment. During, remember when he like kind of did a segment for the news? And so her name is Kim Steckline. I mean, yeah. that's public. That's public knowledge. And so after she was done working for the news for KBIM or KRQ or whatever, she worked as a sales rep for one of the, I think it was like one of the, well, one of the medical supplies here in town. And she would always go to my work because I was working for a doctor's office at the time. I'd see her once a week, you know, so I'd be like, hey, it's Kim Steckline, you know, and always make it like a joke how, you know, I'd always tell her like, you know, it's so funny. I'd see you almost like every night, like at 530 because that's, you know, that was her show. That was the time she was on. And I was like, and now, you know, I'm running into you on a daily basis, which is kind of funny. And then I finally got the nerve to ask her like, so, and, you know, just like, hey, Kim, she's like, hey, Matt. And I was like, so, Kim, I have to ask you. Tom Green and she's like <laughs> she just started laughing she's like that is so embarrassing <laughs> and I was like at, I was like at one point Kim I was like at one point did you know he was BSing you the entire time she's like she goes when he started stomping on the ground she she's like I knew he wasn't legit she's like I she was like it was dumb of me not to know who he was you know 
because at the time the show hadn't come like he was he was popular among us yeah he was starting to gain in pop culture but it wasn't quite there yet so it was funny when he came to roswell you know like randomly comes to roswell and uh, yeah so it was just it was funny like to be able to like talk to her and talk to her, her about you know her experience with them and how He's just like, yeah, it's not an act. That guy is legit, you know, at the time, legit, you know, nuts and funny. And I still follow Tom Green on all the platforms to this day. But it was just funny to to hear her side of the story and, we, you know, like hear her talk about him. And I don't know what she's doing now, but it, it, it was funny to be like, you know, get that side of her, you know, you know, because you, you watch it and it was just like, you made her kind of look dumb, you know, yeah. and but. She was just like, no, she's at that point. And then they try, you know, they flag down the helicopter and she's like, yeah, it was so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. Quite a few famous people pass through our Mm -hmm. little town. Mm -hmm. That's the benefit of living in the famous small town, you know. But yeah. Well, cool beans, Freddie, and it was bare bones this week, but I think we had a lot of fun, just me and you. Yeah, sounded great. And. Thanks to everybody who checked out the show this week. Thanks for everybody who listened. It was a little bit different vibe this week, but it was fun to do it. You can't follow Freddie anywhere. You just follow him on the show. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Follow him. Download the show. Subscribe to it wherever you subscribe to all your favorite podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify. You can't do it on Stitcher anymore because Stitcher is going bye-bye. Google Podcast, Amazon, all those places. You can follow me, Mateo83, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Threads. That's right. I'm on Thread. I'm doing it. No, I don't got one of those anymore. I had to turn that off. GoFo is coming back. I will plug that one. I'm excited for GoFo to be coming back, uh, which is sort of like this vibe. This, this show that me and you are doing right now this is, is more of a GoFo vibe. So check us out there. We're coming back soon. I'm really excited about that. And I'll tell you right now, the only reason why we're coming back is because we got a sponsor. And uh, yeah, um, I'm cool. excited about that. So it's cool. And yeah. I, yeah, thank you. And, and I'm going to end the show like I end GoFo. And on that note, laters. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>